another episode of the Kids Court, and today we have another celebrity interview. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Jared Okin, and uh, I am um, on this show. I'm very excited to be on the show. I'm on the show because I was a former Washington Bullets and Washington Wizards ball boy. Yeah, thank nice. you for being here, Jared. Yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, guys. This is really cool what you do. I got to, to listen to your other um, episode and thought it was really, uh, really great and really proud of both of you and excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. okay. We have some questions so, for you. with the first question, tell us a little bit about yourself. About myself, I am uh, 41 years old. I live in uh, Potomac, Maryland. I grew up outside of... Uh, Washington, D.C. with uh, Juju's father, um, Michael. Um, we, uh, we actually met in kindergarten and, and we're instantaneously friends and friends all the way till today. Um, I'm working the commercial real estate world, have three daughters, uh, eight and twins that are six years old. And um, just, you know, still love sports and Love Washington D.C. sports teams and just sports in general, and and um, that's that's pretty much me in general. Yeah, I nice. just have a question. Do you, do you still remember your days as a Washington Wizards and Bullets ball boy? Uh, I do quite well, actually. It was uh, a really fun time in my life, and um, really kind of my first real job, um, and it was just. So much fun. I have so many fond memories. Yeah, I bet it would be fun. So, so yeah. I, have another, I have another question for you. Who was the most famous person you you met as a ball boy? Um, well, the most famous person that I met at, that was a basketball player was uh, Michael Jordan. Really? Um, yeah. Um, as a famous person that I met during being a ball boy would be President Bill Clinton, who came to watch um Michael Jordan play one time and uh he came back to the locker room to meet him and I got to meet meet the president at that time. Wow. Um, which was which, which was really which was really cool. That sounds really cool. Were you scared when you met him? When so it it that's an interesting question about meeting Michael Jordan. I'll go kind of more and more into detail of that. Um Michael Jordan retired when I was starting. So I started being a ball boy in like 94, 95, okay. 1994, 1995. I was about 14 or 15 years old. And Michael Jordan had retired to go play baseball. And then he came back um, and I had already been a ball boy for a while. So I had met Magic Johnson. I had met Larry Bird. I had met all these really great, famous basketball players. And, you know, at the time, uh, you know, Chris Weber was on the Washington Bullets and a lot of really good players. And I had met all these famous people and I thought it was no big deal. And <laughs> then I met Michael Jordan. I remember he got off the bus and he um, and I was standing right in front of him and I just my jaw just dropped. It was like I had seen a ghost almost like it was like, oh, that's Michael Jordan. And I just froze. Wow. And I remember just I remember distinctly Scotty Pippen saying to me, Pick your jaw up off the ground. Let's go and like go go do what I need you to do. Like carry this bag. Oh and wow. I just remember distinctly like 
that is the most famous basketball player of all in the world. And he's standing right in front of me and I froze. Yeah. Oh that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Funny, funny times. What are the responsibilities of being a ball boy? So um, not all of them are as glamorous as it sounds. They're not all <laughs> about meeting my, meeting Michael Jordan and, and getting to be at the game. So the game typically would start at around 7 o'clock, uh, but we would get there probably around 4.30 um, wow. in the afternoon. So, you know, school, you know, right after school, we would have to leave to go to the game. You guys we got would go to the game. Big cushion. Yeah, well, um, you know the players. The players arrive for a seven o'clock game at around five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they go through probably an hour of warmups, and so you're out there. You know, you're you're making sure the court's okay, the balls are set up, everything is set up the way that they would want it, everything in the locker room set up the way that they would want it. And then you go out and you help rebound for the the players. They, you know, go through a a warm-up routine and you help with like rebounding or anything else they need or any special requests that they have. You know, some players want, you know, bottles of water or Gatorade or whatever it is. And you just have to go get them whatever they need. And um, then you clean the court a little bit. And then, you know, they go back into the locker room and kind of have a little team meeting and then they come back out and warm up as a team about 15 minutes before the game starts. And oh. then they do the national anthem and, and, you know, start the game. So you're constantly helping, um, you know, in the setup process and make sure that everything runs smoothly for them, that they have as little as an issue or whatever they need, you, you try to get for them. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then you end up staying after the game so if the game ends at 9 30 you got to clean up all the stuff off the court you got to help clean up the locker room yeah you know if you're if you're working in the opposing team locker room they're typically trying to get out of there pretty fast because they probably get on a plane or they have you know another game to go to you know Uh they have to fly out to go somewhere else so they want to try to you know end that game at 9 30 they want to be on the bus by you know 10 15 10 30 so that they can get on a plane and go somewhere else. So you have to clean up really fast. And then it's a, it's a really long night for a 14 year old or 15 year old or yeah. however old you are, where all of a sudden you're, you're getting home at 10 30 at night. So it, uh-huh. it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of work. Yes. What do you think it would take? What do you think it takes to be a ball boy? What do I think it takes to be a ball boy? Well, I was very fortunate that I went to um, a basketball camp that was actually sponsored by the Washington Bullets, and that's how that's how I ended up getting um, getting to know um, uh, you know know some of the players, and then was able to parlay it into into applying for the job. But what I think probably the most important thing is just to be hardworking, um, you know, good spirited. Uh, enjoyable to be around and kind of, you know, willing to listen to instructions, but also like jump up and think ahead, right? Think like, okay, the players are going to need this at six o'clock. So why don't I start working on that at 545 as opposed to waiting till six o'clock when they ask me for it. So just kind of knowing what, what's coming and, and, um, 
and being prepared that way. That's probably the most important thing. Yeah. I bet if some listeners wanted to be like ball boys, um, they they should listen to you about this. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I think if, if that is something that someone wanted to do, uh, if you apply for it, uh, I'm sure the, the, you know, local sports teams, you know, you don't have to be an NBA. You could, you could be a college ball boy, you know, you can even do it for your high school team. And there's no, there's no reason it has to be just for the NBA. Yeah. That sounds like a pre-parent routine that you do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah for sure for sure it's a very uh very planned routine yeah what was it like being in the locker room with all the players so uh you know what what's really interesting about being in a locker room with the players you you kind of forget that um you know at the time i was 14 to 18 years old mm-hmm. a lot of these a lot of these guys were back then they didn't even go to college right they went straight to the nba yeah now players will will go to college for a year at least and maybe a you know two three four years so a lot of these guys were you know 19 20 21 years old and you know i was you know 15 16 17 18 right Uh, they weren't that they weren't that much older than me um it was so it it didn't have that like I, you know, uh, feeling of like you were so different, um, which was really nice. And, you know, the locker room's kind of like a sacred place in the NBA, Uh meaning, uh, meaning like that's their, their room. There's no visitors allowed. The press is only in allowed at a certain time. So they can totally be themselves. Yeah. And, you know, a, a lot of these guys are just, kids at heart you know they just they, uh-huh. they're really they might yeah. be really big they might be seven feet tall or you know you know we we had a player that was seven foot seven when i was there george oh Marisol. my gosh That's yeah i think he's the tallest yeah the tallest player in the nba at the time for sure maybe even ever well, yeah but but you don't you don't realize that they're this is their like you know, this is kind of like their hangout with their friends, right? Uh-huh. And yeah. it's it's just like how you would be with your friends, um, you know, before a soccer game or before whatever. And and that's the same way that they are. They kind of have their guard down because they know they're in a kind of a safe a safe place. And, and yeah. what was also real really nice about it was, um, if, if you didn't treat them like uh in a way like yes they're special in the sense that they're so good at sports but if you just treated them like good nice people they treated you and respected you more than hey i want an autograph hey i oh. wanna, you know hang out with you if you just were just nice to them and respectful to them they were that much better to you oh, that's I- interesting yeah do you have any wacky stories about like any of your ball boy times? Uh, I do have one really, really good story that yeah. I will try to tell. I'll try to tell it pretty quickly. So when it was, it, it's back to when we were playing. Um, we were playing the Chicago Bulls. The, the this was probably nineteen ninety five or ninety six. It was 
Martin Luther King weekend. So around, they did, they did. And I, um, at the time, the, the Wizards or Bullets used to play at a place called the USA Arena. It was a really old stadium. They've since knocked it down. It's in, it was in really bad shape. Oh, wow. And they had a leak coming from the ceiling. Um, and the leak would fall right at half court. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys understand, but water on a basketball court is like, you know, the worst of the worst. It's yeah. so dangerous. So they had me sit, they had me sit at, um, right at, on the floor, right off the center court, like where the best of the best seats were. Okay. And I sat there and like every 30 seconds, every minute, two minutes, just when there was a break in the action, run out there, wipe it up (laughs) and, you know, try to keep it from, you know, getting worse, right? A drop or two is okay, but if there was six, seven drops, someone could get hurt. Yeah. So in the first quarter or so I was, uh, I was sitting there and, um, um, it was, uh, Brent price, not Mark price. Mark price is a famous basketball player. Brent price's little brother was guarding Michael Jordan. And, uh, he was playing or I'm sorry, Brent price was bringing the ball up and Michael Jordan was guarding him. Okay. And somehow Michael Jordan ended up tripping over me he didn't realize i was sitting right there on the edge he was playing really tight defense really and and he tripped over me and michael jordan fell to the ground landed on like all over you know all these people everywhere (laughs) and and brent price fell on top of him and michael jordan got called with a a foul what and yeah and it was because of me so (laughs) yeah crazy right and then as as the day as the game went on and on, the water kept getting worse and worse. Uh-huh. And um, Juwan Howard, I'll never forget this. He took a foul shot and he was made his foul shot backing up. He looked over to the referee and said, blow the whistle. There's a wet spot. So he had me run out during the fourth quarter of the game, run out and pointed to the spot where the spot was. He's like, it's wet right here. It's wet right here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm on my hands and knees wiping this spot with my towel and Jawan Howard says to me, uh, let me do it. I, you're missing a spot. So I, I, I hand him a towel. I hand him the towel and he finishes wiping up the spot. And then he hands me the towel back. Now, fast forward, I don't know, a week or two later, sports illustrated did an article, uh, a two page article and showed a picture of him. And it said, Jawan Howard wiping up in Washington. <laughs> it, a picture of him on the floor, wiping the floor uh, with me in the background. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. That's a really, yep. that's a really good story. Those are my, that's my uh, famous ball boy story. That's funny. That's funny. I heard that you bought Chris Weber's car. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> oh, God. Well, you did your research, huh? <laughs> uh, so uh yes um when when i was uh 16 years old uh it, i wanted a new car and i really liked this car he had it was this toyota land cruiser um that i just really liked it had all these cool wheels and tires and uh you know these guardrails and tinted windows and really nice stereo system inside and 
I'd always see him driving it. And I, I went up to him and I said, I, I really like your car. Buy it. And he said to me, well, you know, if you want to buy it, make me an offer. And so <laughs> I, uh, I told him that uh, I was going to buy a different car, um, you know, or, or my, my parents were going to buy me a different car for my 16th birthday. And uh-huh. this was the car and it was a, you know, Ford Explorer and this is how much it was. And this is, you know, what, what they were going to pay. And he, uh, I said, so I could pay you that. And he said, great deal done. And he sold me the car. That's unusual. <laughs> Yeah, did he, like, I actually did just. He, I'm, did I'm he, sorry. Did he sign the car or anything? He did. He signed the visor windshield on the car, like where, you know, you you um, like the driver's seat. Yeah. Where oh, that's cool. uh, you like flip it down? Yeah. He wrote me a nice message to me, and um, yeah, he, he was really really nice. I I actually just read an article a couple days ago that he sold Ben Wallace a car um, who was a player who didn't have that much money around the same time. Oh, that's and, funny. Uh, yeah, so he ended up selling two cars at the same time. Yeah. In 1996. Maybe, the car selling business. Maybe, yeah. Juju, your dad and I used to drive around in that car. We thought we were so cool back when we were <laughs> 16 years old. I bet. I mean, I would feel cool if I, I was in a famous basketball player's car. Oh, same. <laughs> 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 yep it was pretty cool were you there for the name change yeah so that happened my last year they um, opened what was the MCI it called the MCI Center they changed the name from the Washington Bullets to um, the Washington Wizards so that was my senior year of high school um, and my last year working there and we, and we went from that old arena, USA Arena that I told you about, yeah. to what was the new arena, what was then called the MCI Center, changed to Verizon Center, and now it's called Capital One Arena. But that was like uh, downtown Washington, D.C., very close to the Capitol, um, really just like a revitalized area of Washington. So it was a really exciting time to go to this brand new stadium and like have all this energy and and um, hoopla going around all that in in nineteen my last year. Did it feel like a new team because there was a new name? You know, not really. I think what was probably more exciting at the time was the new was the new arena. Yeah, um, yeah. I imagine. You know the the team the team itself wasn't in a great spot at that time. We weren't so good those years. Um, yeah. You know that year, so it was probably just more exciting to be, to be at uh, you know the new arena and and just exciting time. Yeah. Um, what was it or what was it like um, when they changed the name? Well, at the time in 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 Washington, you know they changed the name because of the name bullets. You know, in their opinion, kind of referred to violence and and guns and they didn't they didn't think that that was a a good image to put on the team yeah um and so you know they went out and if i remember correctly they they like did like a fans could vote on the names oh that's cool Uh, you know 
Yeah, in particular, I never really, uh, I never really cared much for uh, the name The Wizards. I never really understood, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, it sounds good, I guess, Washington Wizards, you know, alliteration yeah. to two W's, but I never really under, like, I never really thought of like a wizard as a thing but i guess names are names are names you know yeah if you think if you think about it the the U, the utah jazz uh used to be a team in new orleans and that's why they became the you know jazz is big in the in new orleans but then the team moved to utah so yeah. you know names kind of go the los angeles lakers well they were they were from minnesota where there's lots of lakes there's no real lakes in los angeles so names are kind of funny how that how that sticks. Yeah, I, I think it is too. I think they are too. What do you think of the current, like, fast, fast, fasting forward? Yeah, fasting forward a bunch to this current day. What do you think of the current Wizards roster? Um, the current Wizards roster, well, it's, it's changing rapidly now. We, yeah. we had, um, um, you know, we had uh, Russell uh, Westbrook this this past year, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and he is no longer on the team. He's he's on the Lakers now, so he was really exciting to watch. And Bradley which I don't Beal support. Is, you don't support him going to the no. Lakers, or you, uh-uh. okay? Um, so, you know, I I I think um, you know he was really exciting in the sense that. He broke the triple double record this year. And, really? Uh, all you know the all time number of triple doubles. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know um, that. I, be- I believe he surpassed Oscar Robinson. Oh, I could wow. be wrong, but but uh, for, uh, I'm pretty sure that's who he surpassed. Um, so it was that was exciting. Um, the problem with the 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 team, and I'm I'm happy that uh, they got rid of the coach this year. He wasn't very defense oriented and we would give up like 120 points a game oh maybe not that maybe not that many but it was just we were always like exciting to watch in the sense that we would score a lot but there was no defense play yeah no defense played so um hopefully uh you know hopefully the new coach uh who is uh a um a washington bullet legend son uh it was Wes Unseld's son Wes Unseld is probably the most decorated Washington bullet player of all time he's the he was uh on the team when they won the championship I believe it was 78 or 79 even before I was born so Hmm. he was uh, a hall of fame basketball player who's no longer alive but his son is is the new coach and um hopefully hopefully he can bring a good uh good discipline uh, to the team and yeah. and we could put some nice pieces together and uh, play well. Who, who do you guys root for? Well, I, I like the Wizards, but we, I also root for the Warriors. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I have one more thing to say. You were talking about the Hall of Fame. And, yep. Um, in the 2021 Hall of Fame class this year, Chris Webber was put in there. Um, and I know he played on the Wizards and you bought his car. What were Correct. your opinions on Chris Webber? I loved Chris Webber. Uh, he was a sincere, truly just good guy. He he did what he what he um, 
you know, whatever, if he said he was going to do something, he would follow through and do it. Uh, he treated everyone with great respect, regardless of whether you were a ball boy, whether you were on the team, whether you were the owner of the team, whatever it was, he was just a, a good hearted, good person and just really, really enjoyable to be around. Um, I got to know him decently well over the years. And that was, that was great as a basketball player. Um, you know, I think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame long before he got yeah. in. Yeah. Um, and he's just—he was so talented. He—he he was one of the one of the kind of early, true power forwards that could also shoot. Right. Yeah. You had to respect. Yeah. You had you had to respect the fact that he could shoot 16, 18 feet away, but he could also dunk over you and block a shot and do all the things. Now. Yeah. You know, most most these guys in the NBA, they just want to take threes and yeah, and be, you know, behind the three point line, or they want to be two feet away dunking, right? So he did a little yeah. bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Also, an amazing passer, just unbelievable passing. Oh, yeah, I saw I saw one of his passes, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being with us today, Jared. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I think what you guys are doing is great. I'm really proud of both of you, and obviously Juju. I've known you your whole life, but yeah. uh, Owen, this is this is great, and it was really great to meet you. And I I look forward to hearing who else you guys get the opportunity to interview, and uh, I, I look forward to listening to those. And thank you for having me, and uh, good luck with this. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming, and we'll talk. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank you.